Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Seed. My name is Daisy. I am one of the hosts of this podcast along with Kristen Marina, one of my very best friends. As always, thank you for being here. If you're new here, welcome. We love each and every single one of you and we're so happy and excited and grateful that we get to continue creating these episodes for everybody who tunes in every week um, and to just continue creating and growing this community. On today's episode, me and Kristen talk about experiencing your emotions and what that really means, sitting with your feelings, moving through them, and not placing any judgments on any emotions. There's no good or bad emotions and just allowing yourself the space to have that neutral human experience of any and every emotion. And as always, the episode somehow (laughs) tied back into allowing yourself to show up as your true authentic self, which me and Kristen have been noticing is theme to almost every single thing that we talk about. It always comes back down to that, which has been such a really cool and interesting experience for us. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Um, Connect with us on Instagram or on TikTok at Seed. And thanks for being here. at the comedy show Duncan Trussell at the end of it was talking about um I like his comedy because he he, he's a comedian so half his shit is just really funny Mm -hmm. and then he also sprinkles in a lot of like existential wisdom almost like he (laughs) hung out with Ram Dass before Ram Dass died so So he kind of like like yogic eastern kind of like themes woven into whatever he creates and he at the end was like you know it's so funny because people just want to like people think this is the worst time ever to be alive and like the worst time ever to have kids and all of these worst things ever and people will come up to you and they'll say wow aren't things terrible and you might say no not really like what if we thought about it this way and then they think you're a Trump supporter so you're fucked (laughs) (laughs) and he was like but what I want to tell you he's like he's like I believe he's like and my teachers believe that we chose to incarnate in this in this time in this life before we arrive here and have this experience like we chose to come and he's like how fucking cool is it that your soul didn't choose to come at the beginning when there was all animals and things were easy mm-hmm. and like going or easy or whatever. And he was like, but instead you came at the very end. He's like, what do we got? Maybe two more years left. And that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we're going to sit here and watch the world burn. And like, he's like, I don't, he's like, even if it doesn't, he's like, but if you think it does, he's like, how cool is it that you came when, there's this AI crazy shit happening and like, like the world feels like it's ending and the climate is changing and just everything is so. Yeah. Crazy. And you want to have this kind of human experience. So I thought that was cool, but. No, that uh, is cool. I mean, maybe our souls did choose to incarnate in previous times too, but it's like the fact that we chose to come here again during this time. 
and almost like it's like we're like warrior souls our yeah. generation yeah we're like totally. the give me the hard shit <laughs> yeah and how do we stay human through all of that and not like cling to the fears because the fears can they are very real right or how do we just continue having the experience we want to have and being ourselves and not getting caught up in all the divisiveness or and I hate to say divisiveness because it's so funny certain words I feel like do make me sound like like I'd be like a Trump supporter or something like that no (laughs) everything that is said though like has nuance to it right like if we're talking about a lack of divisiveness or we're talking about human rights like okay Trump supporter but like lack of divisiveness when it comes to like other things that really truly do divide humanity and like aren't directly putting one group of people in direct danger or something like that then it's like why are we doing that why are we creating this division where it like doesn't need to exist so like yeah totally makes sense what you're saying and it doesn't make you sound like a Trump supporter he was because he was also talking about how he and his wife just had their third baby and people dm him on instagram and say that i forget what the movement is called but i guess there's a movement that of people a group of people i'm sure they're not large probably just loud where if you have kids they're like why would you bring more lives into this mess oh yeah there i yes i've seen even just on the internet a group of people like that who are so very anti like reproduction because of the state of the world because they think it's just like unethical to have kids yeah at this point in time for so many reasons like climate for like the sake of the child for like all these things yeah and that's what he was saying that he was getting these dms from strangers like do you know what you're doing and this and that and he was like there's never a good time on this earth to have a kid never when when would there have been a good time and yet we keep going yeah yeah like with that logic nobody would have ever had children because let's be real like even though like what he said quote unquote like back in the day when it was just animals around it was easier like maybe it was easier in some ways but it was also harder in a lot of other ways and it's like right like they they didn't have the convenience that we have today where like you don't have to worry about like your day-to-day things that need to get done to survive like survival is way easier well, that's subjective, I guess. <laughs> Survival in like a physical sense is a little bit easier nowadays if you have the resources too, right? That's what he was saying too. He's like, your kid would die in three hours if a cat scratched him mm-hmm. back in the day. Like mm-hmm. now that we have penicillin, he's like, One, would it have been a good time to have kids before penicillin? Probably not, <laughs> exactly. but we did. Like, like, what do you mean? Like, it's never a good time. There's always things yeah. to be afraid of. And attaching yourself to that fear, I think, makes people just think less clearly. Mm-hmm. The oh, other yeah. thing I was thinking, which maybe weaves into the same idea, actually. I was talking with Melissa earlier today about how she is wanting to not always be fixing and healing and trying to Mm self-improve and just be present yeah and we were talking about how and and that I feel like has been a big theme for you too and 
I was thinking how, and it goes in line a little bit with what Duncan was saying too, how this, there's this idea that there's so many things wrong, even like on a societal level and like a personal level in my own life, like, oh, I'm hurting this person or I could be doing this better or I shouldn't have said that or I don't look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it's not that any of those things are wrong. At least we'll talk about like an individual level, societal level is harder to say it, talk about it all at once. But in the individual sense, the only thing wrong is that I think all of these things are wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe I could be treating someone better or I could have done something differently, but it doesn't make me wrong. It's just information Mm -hmm. for me going forward. And that's what we were talking about, how the ability to be present gives you that which you're looking for, that sense of healing and calm and not always fixing, fixing, fixing. Mm -hmm. You're signaling back to yourself that everything is okay as it is right now, which is like what we've been saying a lot lately. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like, yeah, when you get stuck in like, that loop of like something's wrong with me and I always need to be fixing it like you actually are never enjoying life because like let's face it there's always gonna be something that you can look at in yourself and be like I can fix this Mm -hmm. and so it's like what kind of life is that gonna be if if you're literally just always picking yourself apart and you're always like no I, I can make this better I can make this better and it's like what even is better like who determined what would be better rather than just like observing everything like you said as information and like just moving with it from there rather than from like a place of like judgment like placing our judgment on the information and being like this is bad and needs to be completely like eradicated it's like the the themes that even you've been talking about where it's like important to actually just like love those parts of us even yeah and like from that like space of love is when we can you know just show up even like a little bit differently in the world or show up like, you know, I, it's hard to kind of like articulate wh- what I'm getting at here, but it's like the things that like we feel shame about that, like we would want to normally like change about ourselves. It's like, if we show love to it, then we're able to show up differently in the world from that understanding and that like love of that piece of us, even if maybe we don't relate to that piece of us anymore. Yeah, definitely. And I, I really, like the idea of just instead of shaming it judging it which is it's hard to break that habit but when and if you're able to thinking about just like being with that emotion or that experience instead of getting angry at it like if I show up she was talking about being frustrated with anger that she was experiencing Mm. and thinking that that needed to be fixed and then just you just get in this like tumble of like well my my reaction was wrong and so that's incorrect and then there's like this like shame and punishment idea of it needs to be corrected and fixed rather than oh okay I'm angry Mm -hmm. period and letting it stop there and if there's information to have cool great like move forward in a different direction use it for information next time or just be with that anger like half the time whenever I talk to a friend unless like there's a situation where I really need advice 
if I'm sharing with you or if Melissa's sharing with me or if I'm sharing with her, all I ever expect and expect doesn't even feel like the correct word, but I just want you to be present with me. I don't want you to necessarily fix. And like how fucking annoying is it in some scenarios when you have somebody that's always like you tell them something and they're trying to fix it if that's not what you want them to do. Right. I feel like it's the same energy with ourselves. And we are just like forgetting that how we're forgetting how good it feels when a friend just sits with us. And like, what could that be like to sit with the parts of ourselves that we don't necessarily enjoy or we perceive are wrong. Yeah. And that's such a, like a skill that like, I would argue most people do not have just because of like the way you look at how children are raised, right? Like a kid cries. What do, what do parents try to do? They try to tell them to stop crying, right? They do anything they can to like suppress the emotion. A kid's angry. They get yelled at for expressing anger or frustration, At least, like, that's how it used to be done, right? Now we're seeing, like, this whole new generation of, like, gentle parenting coming through and people who maybe understand, like, the need and the, the, like, just humanness of emotion and how okay it actually is and, like, actually letting your kids work through emotions without trying to suppress it. Um, But so that's, like, a huge issue. Like, I remember even for up until probably the last few years when people would say things like just sit with your emotions, I didn't actually understand what that meant. Like, I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, I'm I'm, I do feel the emotion, but I didn't realize that what I was doing was trying to find a way to, like, reverse the emotion or stop the emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You're making it. And not you, just like in a general sense, like you're making the emotion wrong. Like Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be there. Yeah. And I think that's the message that a lot of kids get. It's like you said, when they're crying or they're upset about something, it's okay, well, like suck it up. Or um, maybe now it's like, here's an iPad, stop crying (laughs) or something like that. And it's just dismissed. Mm -hmm. rather than like oh wow that sucks like let's just like sit here and be with that feeling or let's talk about it we don't have to find a solution and can we be okay with not finding a solution and just witnessing that experience in us that is absolutely a skill and I feel like that's like one of those phrases too like you just said like sitting with the emotion or I think I think of too like holding space or something like that mm-hmm. that I never understood when people would say it and now I'm starting to like get a better picture of it yeah same I relate to that so hard I always would be like okay but like I am sitting with it the motion's literally in my body like what do you fucking mean <laughs> meanwhile I'm out here doing anything I can externally to suppress the feelings yeah yeah <laughs> I remember very distinctly over the summer getting in a fight with my dad and I got so angry. He was staying here. I left and I went and I sat in my car. And instead of sitting with the feeling and just being with myself through it, my instinct unconsciously was to grab my phone. And I noticed it. That was the first time. That's why I remember it so clearly. It was the first time I noticed myself super angry, very uncomfortable. And instead of checking in with myself, I went to scroll on my phone and I really, it helps me 
think about these scenarios of like, if I sat in a car with you super angry and you were like not listening to me and scrolling on your phone, Mm -hmm. like not paying attention to me upset, I'd be like, what the heck? Like Mm -hmm. I would not think, I would not feel comfortable sharing with you. And it's the same thing. And that's what we're doing to ourselves when we like turn to, again, scrolling, I feel like is the easiest thing to, to reference, but really anything, anything that can take us out of that emotional body. Right. Absolutely. And I think like also a part of like sitting with emotions is, this is something that I didn't realize either until I think some like social media, like psychologists or therapists kind of like drew it to my attention, but it's like actually moving that feeling through your body is a way to like relieve it so it's like normally when people are like sit with your emotion you're like okay but like what do I do with it like how do I actually like feel it and work through it and it's like it's like the moments of like you know if your body feels like twitching or shaking or something it's like letting your body do that it's like if you feel tears coming on letting yourself cry it out like releasing the energy of it is the way to sit with and work through your emotions rather than like the suppression, the numbing, the scrolling, like any examples of that. There's many, right? And we really do just have a whole fucking generation of people that like numb feelings in various different ways. Like this is why we, you know, people turn to substances. This is why people turn to things like social media. This is why people turn to things like, I don't know, sex. This is why people turn to things like, an eating disorder, like whatever it is. Like there's so many examples of ways that people try to like numb things rather than feeling it in their body and allowing their body to like process through it physically. Um, And it seems fucking weird to do, but it's (laughs) because we're taught that it is, but it's so not. It's really hard to sit with and and move through because it really, maybe a different phrase shouldn't be like sit with the emotion maybe it's like experience the emotion Mm, yeah because it always feels like energy whether I'm like super sad it's like an exhaustive energy or if I'm angry it's a lot of like momentum and heat or anxiety feels very like rapid and shaky and it's really hard to experience the emotion and feel it in your body when it can be so uncomfortable like it feels great to feel joy and ecstasy and awe and I don't know when I feel ecstasy but like it feels good (laughs) to feel good emotions but the the stuff that gets like stuck is always the ones that we don't want to feel and my therapist was trying to help me feel certain emotions and process experiences through my body one day And it just, like, was not happening. And she gave me the example without kind of giving me an example that was related to my own experience or even a human experience because she didn't want to lead me to kind of, like, move through it on my own based off what she said. Mm -hmm. But she drew the example of when a deer or really any animal, like, experiences an injury or, like, when a deer gets hit by a car, maybe it's not actually, like, it didn't break a bone, it just like got hit or whatever. And it lays on the or it falls on the ground, even if it's perfectly okay, you will see the deer after a few minutes, the whole body of the deer shakes and just like vibrates. And 
it's the nervous system processing what just happened. And then after however long of that, the deer's totally fine, pops mm-hmm. up, and walks away. And she was like, you would have thought that deer was like dead because it got hit by a car. It wasn't moving, even though it didn't seem injured. The nervous system has to process what the fuck just happened to it. And the, we have to, too. Even though maybe our day-to-day life isn't actually us getting hit by a car, but it's something that's shocking our nervous system. It's this overwhelming emotional experience. We have to let ourselves feel it and shake it out, write it out, cry, lay down, hold ourselves, whatever feels good for yourself. Mm-hmm. Giving yourself the permission to experience it rather than numb yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I feel like a lot of times some of those like self-soothing things even um, like you can like try to revert back to like a child version of you that like what would soothe me right now? Like sometimes it's just like rocking your body back and forth. Like these are the things that help us like almost like move through those (laughs) feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I had a supervisor to explain to me that releasing in a way that matches the energy of the emotion is really helpful so if somebody is tapping their foot because they're anxious like really leaning into that rapid foot tap or if they have like a stress ball rolling it very quickly on the table or doing something that is safe of course and allows you to move the energy and experience it in some way can be helpful too like the rock the rocking feels I like rocking. I'll say I like that. rocking too. I'm also definitely like a leg shaker when I'm anxious or like whatever, like some kind of a tapper. Like one example I definitely have whenever I'm driving, I'm like kind of like on my leg, like with my hand, like I'm always tapping on my leg. Yeah. Like something like that. I don't know. It's just like the fidgeting that like soothes my anxiety and that's like the whole reason for like fidget toys I guess that's the whole science behind it isn't it so <laughs> I guess that makes sense definitely I don't know I've been having and this is something that is I think a good example of a I don't know just how we can like talk get in our own heads and in our own way like I've been having the urge to the last couple of weeks like hug myself and in my mind, part of that, I'm like, that's so fucking cheesy. Like, what am I doing? Oh. Like, I'm wanting to hug myself. But, like, the couple times I have, I'm like, wow, that feels so nice. And just following that urge and not, like, yeah. being, like, I have such a strong part of me that's, like, suck it up. Grow up. That's, like, you're you're too emotional. You're too this. You're too that. And that is, like, my own a barrier or voice in my head that like stops me from feeling some of the maybe more emotional emotions (laughs) um but then like just like getting over the uncomfortability of like hugging yourself or whatever the urge is it doesn't have to make sense and just doing that and just seeing what happens yeah I love that that sounds like it would be just very, I don't know, everything you could need in some moments, you know, just yeah. like, just like a physical, like, affection from yourself to yourself. 
Yeah, because I think there's so many times where, I mean, it's human to want to connect with other people, but there's so many times, at least for me, and I think many of us, where like I want someone else to do something that I could do for myself. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's times where I want like another person to hug me or like spend time with me. But if I can't do that for myself first, I'm never going to reliably be able to receive that ever because Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe like you could give me a hug, but like you're two time zones away, you know, like there's just sometimes not always like the opportunity. No, that makes sense. There's also like, as you were saying that I was thinking about how, like when a person hurts your feelings, for example, like someone you love, right how do you like console and heal that like hurt? Oftentimes it's like, well, I want them to apologize. I want them to say nice things to me. I want them to give me a hug. I want like all these things. And so just like when we're talking about our relationship with ourselves too, it's like, well, how do we like forgive ourselves? How do we like show love to ourselves? And I feel like the conversation always centers around like, you know, create positive self-talk, like, uh, reframe the negative thoughts in our heads but like nobody ever talks about like giving yourself physical affection as part of that as part of that conversation too but like it just makes so much sense that that would also be like a healing part of that yeah yeah absolutely and I feel like it's so much more empowering too Mm -hmm. because I realistically when somebody hurts us we do not know if we are ever going to receive anything from that moment forward any kind of resolution reconciliation conclusion solution whatever word you want to put there and that's really really hard to wrap our minds around and it doesn't mean that that person shouldn't or did didn't do something wrong it just comes back to like what can I do for myself rather than focusing all of my energy on what that person did wrong or what they should do to correct whatever they did wrong or however they made me feel. And instead feeling more empowered to take care of myself. And then if if someone does say sorry or oh provide me whatever I thought I needed, great. But at least there's something that I can give myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not outsourcing that even again, even if it is whatever happened to me was not deserved or anything like that. That doesn't, the deservingness does not mean I can't also take care of myself. Like mm-hmm. if something happened to me that didn't deserve to happen to me, okay, I still can take care of myself rather than being like, well, I didn't deserve that to happen and they did something wrong. Yes. And what else is yeah. possible? Like, yes, and I can now take the responsibility for soothing myself through this, heal it, like feeling these feelings and working through them on my own. That I think is, is at least it's hard. It used to be, I think it's gotten easier for me. Uh-huh. It used to be very hard for me to do. And it would like create this like reach almost or like, it's almost like this like subtle manipulation. Okay. Like, let's say this never happened, but I'm going to use this as an example. Let's say like my dad does something to piss me off. Of course, he's done something to piss me off. But this is just a fake example. And I'm like being like, 
passive aggressive of like oh well like I mean if you didn't say that the other day I wouldn't be acting like this now or oh like just like these little digs Mm -hmm. that really is like our hurt self just wanting an apology rather than saying like hey this hurt me or Mm -hmm. okay yeah this person did something wrong yes subjectively they didn't do something that was kind or loving or whatever but that just it's it's information for me at the end of the day like what do I do with that information rather than subtly like wanting them to correct it and them to manage my emotions Mm -hmm. I manage my own emotions and that feels just like a lot a lot better and it's just so like powerful because I feel like that's truly how you even build up like self-trust and self-sufficiency and stuff and like that's like when you can truly do that that's when you can operate in the world I feel like going back to like the whole conversation we had in the beginning about like fear that's when you can operate in the world without fear not maybe maybe not without fear entirely right but like without fear of like the consequences emotionally of like what might happen if like you are vulnerable or if you trust someone or if you let someone in it's like the trust and the knowing that like no matter what you can be there for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about that theme a few different times in a few different episodes, but that really is like <laughs> the secret <laughs> underneath it yeah. all. Yeah. It's our ability just to be with, be with ourselves. And I feel like that can, I feel like I've run with that mm-hmm. in my life to the point of like hyper independence Mm. but that's like the opposite end of like the same thing it's still like an avoidance how it manifested for me it was like that rugged like what I was saying before like I shouldn't feel that way I'm just gonna like take care of myself and whatever whatever and that's still dismissing it is yeah but there is that like middle ground where it's like I am going to lean into experiences that could hurt me yeah it's like it's not the like avoiding situations that could hurt you because they could hurt you it's like a leaning into life yes with the knowing that things will hurt you and the trust that if they do you can handle it so it's not like avoiding the feelings it's just knowing you have the tools to work through them yeah yes and all of that is like you said in before in the beginning it's a skill it's such a skill, mm-hmm. like such a muscle that oh, needs really work over again. Yeah. But then it builds that self-trust so, so much. And I feel like I'm moving through like relationship changes, like beginnings and endings of relationships a lot easier because none of it feels like it's about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, well, I'm like, I'm okay. And I have people in my life that reflect back to me that like, yeah. I'm okay and I have people in my life that I trust that like will tell me when I'm in the right or when I'm what I'm doing needs refining or I'm not showing up amazingly or I am showing up really in a in a cool way mm-hmm. but yeah I just I trust that more than I trust some of the external mm-hmm. and that's making all the difference in how I feel in a lot of different ways. I love that. 
something that I've been practicing in relationships, and this is honestly maybe even a little bit off topic, but it just like made me think of it. So I'm going to run with it and share it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> this is like um, a lot of the things in relationship dynamics that I have like been shamed for in the past like an example I've given on this podcast a lot is like my emotional nature like being told you're too sensitive blah 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 blah, and that almost making me show up in the past in relationships like not showing emotion and not expressing my sensitive side like what I've really been practicing now is entering relationships with the knowing that I'm sensitive, like the claiming of that as a trait of mine and framing it positively. Like I literally did that today. I was talking to somebody and um, I think I said something that like I wanted them to do more of. And they were like, um, they're like, oh, like, do you want me to like stop doing X, Y, Z? And I was like, no, I don't necessarily want you to stop doing X, Y, Z. I just want more of like, I don't know, yeah. ABC, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to give too many details. And then yeah. I was like, but also I'm just a little bit sensitive, but I said it like not in like a bad way, just like in the sense that like I'm sensitive and this is what I need. And they were just like, okay. <laughs> I love that so much because I feel like the, even if we're comfortable saying like, oh, I'm sensitive, the inclination is to like either make it like self-deprecating or like oh yeah or like a burden or something like that like there's still like that tinge of shame however it's shared but just like owning it and claiming it and being like yeah I'm I'm sensitive to this period and letting someone receive that and the part of you that is sensitive is like being so held when you do that and it's like you're you're not entering into it. This goes back to our last episode too. You're not entering into a dynamic where you're not being truly authentic to who you are and then being met with something that you don't like. It's like it was almost like a practicing of me showing up very authentically, but like with something that I tend to have shame around or have had shame around in the past. Yes. And being like, also just the way you frame it too. It's like, if you can take something that you feel shame around and frame it positively, the other person will perceive it positively. It's like that whole mind fuck of just like what you reflect is reflected back to you. Yes, absolutely. And I was just like, I'm sensitive. I just made it like a cute thing. Yeah. (laughs) It's quirky. I'm sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) But it makes all the difference. And it was just met so well. And I was like, great, I can be sensitive here. And that's amazing. Like yeah, now I know I can be that and it's fine. Absolutely. And I I think one thing for me, and so if anyone out there is like, well, I don't know how I would let this XYZ part of myself out. One thing that's helped me so much is like telling you, Daisy, like the things that I am, that I have shame about around myself. And or like any one of my really close friends. And it's so funny because they're like, wait, what? I literally do that. Or they're like, what do you mean? And they'll explain and reflect that back to you. Mm-hmm. Like Daisy just said, if you're somebody that is sensitive and you can't wrap your mind around sharing that more comfortably, ask one of your friends if that you trust, that if you feel like this part of you is like too much or too little or not enough or whatever and I promise you they'll be like wait a second what and yeah from another lens 
Totally. Totally. A hundred percent. Because that's also something that's mind fucked me so much, that specific quality, just because there are people in my life who see me as so sensitive and people in my life who see me as not sensitive at all. And then I just mm. came to the realization that like, that's because the people who don't see me as sensitive at all, I'm approaching them with this like dialed back version of that quality of myself because of the shame that has been created around that quality of myself. So now we're owning it, owning sensitivity this year. <laughs> Yeah. I was on Instagram earlier and I love um, her account is Subliminal Shift and her name is Sierra McDaniels. And she always is like reinventing herself on the internet. And she posted on her story today. It takes me five to seven business days to get back to you, whether it's voice note, DM, text, email, whatever. And if it's beyond five to seven business days, I've probably completely forgotten and it's fallen out of my existence and I'm owning it. And she was like, now that I own that quality in myself, I only have people left in my life that are totally okay with that. Yes. And that that. made me feel so seen because I know that that can be me so often I'll answer you right away or I will completely forget or I'll answer my answering is just not consistent and I don't I I just I don't operate in that way I don't Mm -hmm. operate under the expectation my brain can't do it to like answer in a what might some might perceive to be a timely manner and like seeing somebody else just be like yep and the people that are okay with that are the ones that are left just made me feel so much more comfortable yeah I would in in your case go even further than to say like the people who are like just okay with it are the ones that are left like the way I see that quality in you is I'm like Kristen's friendship is worth the wait (laughs) oh my god I would wait like 10 years to talk to you one time and I would still be, you would still be like one of my best friends. Like that's, that is the energy <laughs> that you yeah. should be having. You should be like, my yeah. friendship's fucking worth it. Like, it's okay if you have to wait five days. Like if it's, if it's not urgent, what's the rush? <laughs> I, I, I love that so much. I love you saying that, that. I just like that reframe a lot. And it, it it leaves room then. Exactly. Like I have a friend like you that will say that. Yeah. Because I'm not like spending the energy on something that doesn't feel like it's in operation or in alignment with how I operate. It's just yeah. I exactly. don't I can't do it. I can't do it. And then like that's your boundary, right? Yeah. I and- just- your fucking friendships worth the wait. I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> and and this is the thing too. Like in this moment now, it shows back to me some things that I feel shame around the way I answer or don't answer. It's okay because like yeah. the people that I have in my life, and this is why I think I have such deep friendships in my life because I have people like you that are just like, all right, like however you're showing up there's there's a deeper essence there's a deeper connection than just like the surface qualifications or expectations it's just this like like a soul understanding of like yeah Mm -hmm. no worries I trust this relationship and what's here and I I know how it feels and it feels good so totally whatever 
and like let's let me be real for a second too it's like almost you know sometimes when <laughs> i don't want to compare it to people but like sometimes the the friendships where it's like you get immediate responses right a lot of those conversations are like mindless conversations but it's yes. like i know when i'm getting a response from Kristen. It's about something that is like important or worth talking about or like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never asking someone, what are you doing right now? Like Right. That's what I mean. Like it's almost like just you're cutting out the bullshit. And I feel like that's that makes it a positive quality. Like you're not constantly up someone's ass, like feeding them random like words for no reason. <laughs> Yeah. And it never feels good for me to do that. I'm sure it feels good for someone else. If you're someone that enjoys small talk, whatever, but it's just yeah. like not, not my thing, but that's neither here nor there. The point is that the things that we think are wrong probably aren't even wrong unless like, of course I do things. Yeah. Up. I don't see all my blind spots, but then that's why I have like people that I trust and see the parts of me that I do like, like Daisy just did in ways that like I don't even see them so I trust whatever reflection you have of me whether it's something that's so beautiful like what you just said or if it's like oh like this isn't amazing or whatever yeah and I would even say like parts of us that maybe rub people the wrong way wouldn't even really call them wrong either right like it's all perspective like because again just to reiterate everything you just said too like there are some people who will like reflect a certain thing back to you that other people had an issue with and be like, actually, I like this thing about you. So it's like, yes, I don't know. It should all just be taken with a grain of salt. It's all just like whatever judgment is being layered onto a quality of yours based on that person's boundaries or that person's lived experience. And it's yeah. like, okay, can you maybe show up in a way that makes them more comfortable in certain ways? Like, of course, compromise is important. Otherwise, like, you probably wouldn't be able to have any meaningful relationships necessarily. Like, if you were always operating from, yeah. like, this is just how I am, you know? <laughs> but, but it's, like, also, can we accept that maybe that part of us isn't wrong either? Yes. It's just yeah. a part of us that one person feels triggered by or doesn't love and... Mm -hmm someone else maybe appreciates and so it's it's not necessarily wrong it's like everything's kind of like a double-edged sword in a way and it's like where's just like the middle ground of it yeah sorry I spoke over you it's so much more complex than that mm -hmm. I was I saw um a video by Florence Givens and she was talking she's very like uh herself Mm -hmm. on Instagram like she has this really unique sense of fashion and style if you haven't seen her and I could totally see why she pisses people off because she's so <laughs> fucking yeah. herself that it probably annoys a lot of people and she made a video a few days ago and I shared it on our Instagram story but I'll reshare it when this episode comes out where she is like laughing a bit and she was like a lot of people will comment on my videos and be like you're so annoying you're so irritating <laughs> and she was like I'm actually not annoying you like there's a part of you that is experiencing like being annoyed and the way she frames it in words that is so much more articulate articulate than how I'm um summarizing it but it in in theme was like or the theme of it was something in you is annoyed because of your perception of me 
Mm -hmm. And so she's just dancing around, listening to the music she loves, dressing the way she loves. If that's annoying somebody, that has nothing to do with her. Nothing. At all. (laughs) At all. She doesn't even fucking know these people. (laughs) And in the same thing is like, if I'm doing something that is annoying someone and it's like a genuine expression of me, that's none of my business. Mm, that that right there is key. That if it's a genuine expression of you, right? Yeah. That right there. Like nothing that is genuine expression of you can be wrong. Yeah. Yes. Even if it rubs someone the wrong way. Yeah. It's like this whole thing is just us always trying to come back to ourselves, our authentic yeah, self. That's really what it is. And oh. how how can we just live our i feel like this is literally what we just continue to drive home but i think it's it's <laughs> every episode is the same thing every episode is your fucking self and i don't care <laughs> because we all need reminding of that there's no way we're operating from that place all the time there's no way we can we live oh yeah that reflect back to us all different versions but i think just this idea like my word for this year and I didn't necessarily have a word at first but it just kind of popped up in my brain that I want to hook on to a bit more is existing and that's it I like that but it's also just like completely wild to me how we start these conversations never with the intention of them ending with this core theme of being authentic But somehow, no matter what the topic starts as, whether it's social media, whether it's relationships, whether it's, I don't even fucking know what we started talking about today. (laughs) What was this one about? I was like, oh, Duncan Trussell. And I talked to Melissa and now we're like, be yourself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but literally it doesn't matter what it starts as the theme. It always comes back to fucking be your true authentic expression of yourself yeah always and that is like mind-blowing to me the fact that everything always comes back down to that because I'm noticing it more and more with every episode (laughs) Uh, because I think that is like if there's a rule that's the rule and that's it that's the golden rule yeah yeah literally yeah and I'm (laughs) I don't want to go on a whole tangent, but I'm thinking about the the literal golden rule where it's like treat others how you want to be treated. And I feel like that's almost like a variation of that, maybe misinterpreted. Maybe. Express yourself fully and let others do the same or something. There's something. That's all it is. But it is the string that is tying everything together lately, which Mm -hmm. I love. I feel like that must be it must mean to keep for you and I to keep pursuing that and if you're listening and this is the message that you're also getting every fucking week with us then <laughs> it's there for you too there's more ways that you can show up as yourself bro it's in everything it's fucking in everything bro we could start probably talking about like cereal brands and somehow get back down to the same 100 <laughs> same thing <laughs>